Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Ulov's Men podcast. This is episode 13, and uh, yeah, I know. Been going through for 13 weeks now without missing a week. We don't have uh, that many interesting guys on our team. <laughs> no, well, we're, we're running out. We're running out of interesting people. Uh, as you can hear, I'm joined in the studio today by defensive coach extraordinaire, Uno. Hey, hey. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're my savior today, man. I, I was just telling you before I yeah. hit record that, you know, we're going to talk about the women's team uh, tournament, the open that they had. Yeah. And I tried like three or four times earlier today to talk about it myself and I couldn't do it. Nah, I don't know what would be the big issue. They went to uh, like a camp and what did you see? Yeah, and, and that takes about you know five minutes. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so I was just pretty much rambling like an idiot when I was recording it myself. And I thought, God, if I can get somebody else to come down here and <laughs> just you know bounce the ideas back and forth, then at least we got something a little bit more entertaining. Well, a couple of episodes ago, you talked about spaceships, ghosts. Oh, we can talk about and ghosts. lizard people. I would much rather talk about that sometimes. <laughs> but this uh, this women's open tournament, man. It was really cool. I wish you could have came to see it. Yeah. It's a cool concept. What it is, it's uh, it's seven-man football. Yeah. The field is extremely short. 30 yards wide. Okay. And a total of 50 yards. Yeah. Half half a field. Half of a field, but take away the end zones, it's only 30 yards of actual you know, yeah. playing field. And uh, the way that they set it up is... When you're on offense, your team starts at your own five. Okay. And you have four plays to get to midfield. Yeah. That's 10 yards. Yeah. And then you get four plays to score, which is 15 yards, right? Because it's only 30 yards total okay. of playing field. And if you're starting on your five, yeah. 10 yards is going to take you to half field. And then you've got 15 more yards. So, you know, that's an actual interesting concept in itself. Yeah. It's kind of like. Seven on seven ish. Yeah, it really is. It was it was very similar to that. Um, there's no no chains. You just use in a down box, yeah. which is good because then if if other teams like for example, if we were going to host, you only need four officials. Yeah, we have enough officials in our own club yeah. where you know we could we run could, it. We could have this tournament. I mean, hell, we ran with a six man officiating crew for the seven on seven <laughs> passing tournament. Yeah, still people weren't happy about the officials. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're never going to be happy. No. I, I was trying to give the officials a little bit of hell yesterday because, you know, even they were struggling because it's totally new rules. Okay. And I was What's talking the... to uh, Flakron was the head. Yeah. And he's like, dude, we, we got the rules for this just the day before. <laughs> so he's like, I've only had a couple hours to really look and see what all the different <laughs> rules were. But it changes everything because... 15-yard uh, penalties are only 10 yards. Okay. 10-yard penalties are only 5, and 5-yard penalties are still 5 yards. Okay. So they were having a lot of trouble trying to figure out, okay, well, that was a face mask, so oh, what do we do now? Where do we Fake move the ball? it until you make it. Yeah, and I, I thought to myself, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't think – I definitely don't care how you measure it out, <laughs> you know. Uh, but our girls, we had seven that went to the, the open. Yeah. And they joined the Trolls, and uh, I think there was a total of 18 players on Trolls. Okay. And then Haugusen was there with, with their team. And there's seven on field? 
Yeah. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but it was total of eighteen players on both teams. Okay. I'm trying to think. There was, there was a lot of different helmets out there. So even on trolls. Yeah. Actually, I think with the trolls team, it was just us and them. But on the Haugusen team, it was. Um, Domers had some girls there. Okay. Yeah, they were wearing NTNUI helmets. That's the school up there. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. Just looking at just uh, they just posted the pictures uh, in the group. Yeah. So. And I think there was some. I think there were some Glads players that played for Haugesen too, and Olsana. They also had some girls. Yeah, you have a. I see an orange helmet. Yeah. In these pictures, that's Olsana with yeah. the Seahawk on it. I don't know if there were any other teams that were represented, but no. But it was good. So you got 18 girls on each team there. So you had trolls. You had Haugesund, and then this team from Copenhagen. Oh yeah, Tomahawks. Are they like working with the towers or? I don't know. I don't know if there's a men's team that's also called Tomahawks, but uh, that I don't know. Copenhagen, I've only heard about the towers. Uh, that's the only team I had heard of too. Yeah. Um, they looked good, man. Their jerseys were sweet. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> their dude. jerseys were sweet. Yes, How playing. They d- destroyed okay. both teams. They were very good. Um, you so, know, I, when we played against them, yeah, th- this team was definitely the better team, this Copenhagen team. But <sighs> missed tackles. It was like nobody wants to tackle, and uh, on both I think, sides. Or? No, not on both sides. Okay. Uh, primarily from, from, you know, the the trolls and and our girls, yeah. not a lot of tackling and uh, and that's to be expected though because you could assume that, well, if you just look at our girls, this was the first time that some of them had ever tackled full speed. It's like I talked to uh, the trolls coach, yeah, from a defensive standpoint, and I told them that our girls are ready to see the field, but don't expect them to be outstanding because they are a project in the making. And I don't want to hurry up stuff because that's how players get hurt. So it's kind of like fundamentals, getting the tackling right. Some of the girls I've played before, yes, but you see the notions of having not, let's say, not bad coaches, but they haven't been coached right from from the experience that they had at queens probably because yeah. they've been through the notions but it's a lot of youtube and not understanding what they're doing on the films yeah well you, you what i could see from the first game to the second game because we played against uh Haugesund first and that was an exciting game man uh, going into the two minute warning i think the score was like 30 to 28 us Ooh. oh yeah so it was Ooh. It was coming down to it. <laughs> Nail-biter. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I really wish we get the film so I can see this again because um, there's like a, a couple of seconds left. Uh, we possess the ball. We end up scoring, which definitely makes it so that we're going to win the game. Um, at least I think it was. Now I, I think what happened was we scored and missed the extra point. You always okay. got to go for two. Okay. So if Haugesund would score in their next drive uh, and get the two-point conversion, then I think it was going to be tied. So we score. We're then only up by six. No, we're all, yeah, we're up by eight. And Haugesund has like one last play, two seconds left on the clock. They throw up a pass. 
this uh, safety from trolls intercepts it, pick six. Oh, oh takes it to the house. So that, that's Ooh. a hell of a way to finish the game <laughs> yeah. right there. That was very cool. But from the first game to the second game, uh, I could specifically see in our girls, the first game, you know, it's super tentative because it's, it's either been so long since you played a game for yeah. girls like, you know, Aurora and, and yeah. Nalta and, and Lisa. And then for Regina and Lena, it's like, it's the this first is their first game. <laughs> and once they got that game under their belt, it was a lot better. It was a bigger improvement. As you could already see, the learning curve was. If you don't the get roof. the butterflies uh, when you step on a field, if it's your first time or your first game of the season, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I still get it. I've been playing the sport in Norway for about I don't know, 19, 20 years. I still get butterflies. Now as a coach. The last games when I was on the sideline, it was worse. That's, that's way worse. <laughs> yeah. I got like 11 guys. I got, ooh. <laughs> uh, this was probably one of the only times where I didn't have that feeling as a coach. I mean, I, I was there to be a helper coach on the sideline. Yeah. Trolls were really running the show. But, you know, fortunately, this type of open tournament, it's more about development anyway. So, yeah, it's like what we say, we're developing the girls as of this moment, I've already reached out to the coach and asked them to uh, give me some feedback. And I've asked the girls, if you got feedback, give it to me. Because it's always important when other coaches see your players. Yeah, what do you think? What should we work on? Because I don't have that ability to see them from the outside in. So whenever I get new sets of eyes, I would like to know, what do you think about it? Hmm. What should they work a little bit more on? Well, if you would have, if you would have seen this uh, this second game that they played, and if we get the access to the film, you got to watch it because Aurora played running back, and I guess in my head I always thought that okay, I know she played linebacker before, but you know the the counterpart to that is running back, so yeah. I just kind of assumed oh she's probably played running back before. No, this was her first time. Yeah. Tearing it up. Yeah. Absolutely tearing it up. But she's fearless. Oh, she's good. Yeah, she's fearless. And like I told her, you're fearless and that you need a big dose of dumb. If you see people, your notion as like a healthy person is run away from them. No. <laughs> I don't know, just puts on the truck stick and guess what? I'm coming straight through you. Yeah, and she played both sides of the ball. Yeah. Right? constantly on the field so when she came to the first practice back here when we started up with the girls and i put her up against marius and truls mm. yeah. she chased truls player across the field because she wasn't giving up he's going down yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's got a she's got that like warrior attitude man yeah on the practice on friday with her and sophia mm. yeah they could run head on at each other for an entire practice and there'd just be smiles and giggles. Mm. They love this. I'm trying to think, um, you know, the, the passing game, that's one of the things you, you don't see succeed very much. I didn't in this women's tournament. No. They had passing plays that succeeded. Every team was able to complete a couple of passes, but it's tough. It's really tough. If the O line can't can't uh, you know give you enough time to throw the ball, that's one thing. But then another thing is, 
receivers, whether they're running the correct routes or, um, you know, are too nervous to catch balls. I don't know what it was, but uh, now the Copenhagen team, they didn't have a damn problem at all. But no. that was they were thrown to their tight end every time, and yeah. you've seen it in Division Two, and even sometimes in Division One, defenses forget about the tight end. Yeah, often. And this this girl was open. I mean, wide open every time she got the ball. Yeah, it's kind of like our passing game uh, in Ullansman. Nine out of ten times, you're throwing that to Martin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he can catch any, anything you yeah. throw at him. And he's like a freak when it comes to catching that ball. Yeah, so I could imagine from if from Troll's have. quarterback's point of view, you know, she's not used to throwing the ball to our receivers. No. And you haven't built up any sort of chemistry between you and that no. receiver. So are you going to throw the ball to them? No, probably not. And I probably wouldn't have done, done that either. You As know? a quarterback, it's like two biggest issues you have off field is keeping your O line <laughs> on your good side or in love with you and keeping your receivers like proud of you or that they have the respect that they need to have for you. Because if the receivers can't catch, don't bother throwing it. That's and if true. your O line don't protect you, <laughs> stay your ass at home. Yeah. And um, when we were, we were scouting the Copenhagen team because it was. You know, we played against Haugesen first, and then Haugesen had to play against this Copenhagen team. So during that time, I went up in the, the press yeah. box, Frognet, and I started watching. And they had this nose tackle that was like at least a full head taller than every <laughs> other girl out there. She was enormous. and Like a tank? Dude, it was like <laughs> Peter. It was like sending oh. Peter out there. <laughs> That's <laughs> a bully move. Oh, man. And the, the poor offensive lineman to Haugesen, they were getting their asses pancaked. I mean, <laughs> rolled right over. So you're looking at that and you're thinking, all right, well, we better be adjusting some of our plays. We need to have double teams on that <laughs> nose tackle. And when the girls were double teaming her, it, it, it went pretty well. But uh, we're running a lot of like zone read. Yeah. And if you're going to double team, that means one of those offensive linemen isn't getting up to the next linebacker yeah. and the backside end, the one that the quarterback's supposed to read, they're specifically not getting blocked. The problem was that our quarterbacks, they weren't making the proper read on that defensive end. Oh, no. So it's just like you're throwing your, your poor running backs to the wolves. Cause, <laughs> you know, that defensive end is coming through untouched and smashing them every damn time. And, and in the second half of that last game, at halftime, I talked to the quarterbacks and I said, look, you know, your girl's got to read that end, you know, calm down, get the snap, yeah. read, and then make the proper decision because you can't be afraid to pull it and run it yourself. That's the way that that offense is designed. And, and once they started doing that, then they were scoring. Yeah. Then it was all coming together. I hate that zone read from a defensive standpoint. And because I like a pass rushing or a rushing end. I'll, if I have a good rushing end, I'll send them every time. And if he's not getting blocked and a quarterback could choose, that means I probably lose one of my yes. better tacklers. Yeah, because we've made it completely impossible. Yeah, it's just pointless to even have that player out there almost. Yeah, almost. You if the quarterback's reading correctly, it's like, okay, well, they're not going to do anything. That so defensive end is completely useless now. Almost to tell the boys just stand still. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes that does work. And it can really work in like the women's league where 
if you don't have a running back that's incredibly fast, the defensive end can just sit there, wait, force the quarterback to give the ball to the running back, and then start to pursue. Yeah. I haven't seen enough of the other women's team if they ever get a league. They're still working on it. But the, the plan is to run this style of, of tournaments for, for th- three years. For three years. But if you would have seen it, man, it, it's fun. I think the yeah. concept is Sounds really, fun. really cool. Um, just because like the, the level to entry is so low. Full tackle rules? Oh, or? it's full tackle. Oh, lovely. But, you know, you think, we sent seven girls. Yeah. R- right there, you could <laughs> you could have a full yeah, we team. Ha- I mean, yeah. I'm sure you better have more than seven. Yeah, but, of course. Um, you know, how many girls didn't go? Pernilla, she went. Ken's daughter, yeah. she was filming and taking yeah. pictures and stuff and just checking it out. But she- there's eight. Sophia, if she sticks with yeah. it, there's nine. Were there any other? Guru? Uh, if her... No, she wasn't there. No, she wasn't there, but I'm no, just saying yeah. like the ones that stayed home. So that, that's 10. 10. Was there anybody else that... Uh, Halma has been in and out of practice. Yeah. I don't know what her story would be like, but... But the main point is like, you don't have to recruit too many more girls. No. You don't need no. a full 18-man roster. It's no. nice if you have it, but you yeah. could probably make it work with 12 or 13. Yeah. I was at, like I would say the low number was fourteen to have both ways mm-hmm. one set, but you could make it work with thirteen, maybe even twelve. And then what's really exciting is, you know, if you get to the point where you got fifteen girls at practice, oh, now you can do that seven on seven concept, and you can run some real yeah. scrimmages. So even at practice, like if you know that the next tournament isn't going to be for three months you at least get to be playing these full games at practice every week. Yeah, like we did coming into last league where we played against each other out here all winter because we had that many people in practice. And it's great. Dude, I was thinking about that too, that when the winter starts to come, if our attendance falls, maybe I need to have a little uh, seven-man playbook in, (laughs) in the back of my head. Uh, because we could do that. You could run that as your scrimmage. Instead of just practicing half-line stuff, you can work still some of these concepts that we have from our wing T offense. Yeah. You just play it seven-man style, and, dude, it's fun as hell. The only problem is for the team, or for my part, is that my defense is hard to translate into less than 11-man. Yeah, and that's another thing I wanted to tell you. I'm glad you brought this up because there's specific rules. To playing defense here oh. so y- you can run with an even front or an odd front but your defensive ends must align in an outside shade Ooh, you have to so why the other interesting thing is i, I don't know give up the interior holes yeah and then your linebackers better be ready yeah um i don't know why that is but I, I, it has to be because you're trying to minimize the amount of immediate pressure on the quarterback because if you have... Yeah, give him a little bit of extra jump, like a handicap. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to let the offense succeed a little bit more. I can understand I think that's what it is. If this is like a development type of tournament, I I can relate to that. But what got really interesting was, you know, you start with your center and guards. Yeah. You have to have a center and two guards because you want to... 
it's not a seven on seven passing. No. You're trying to simulate what real football is like. So you have to have the center and the two guards. But then if you bring in a tight end, that defensive end that's lined up to the tight end side yeah. has to then widen out even more because yeah. they need to be on the outside shade of the tight end. <laughs> so then there's an enormous gap. Yeah. Especially if you were going to run with an even front with just a, yeah. just two defensive ends and no nose tackle. Oh, man. just yeah. That's an enormous gap there. You got a good blocking scheme or a good way to make your blocking from the old line work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Copenhagen, they, they had a couple of of plays where they ran a double tight set. Yeah. <laughs> so that, ra- that really had to spread out the, yeah. the defensive ends. But and then when it comes to linebackers, uh, they have something called, I think they called it like the linebacker box. Um, the officials were explaining all this to the girls before we started. Yeah, why didn't you listen? I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think the officials were also a little confused by Trying it. Trying to learn as they go yeah. went along. You, if you're going to play linebacker, you cannot start closer than three yards from the line of scrimmage. Okay. And you can, like, you can blitz, but you cannot try to time the snap. So that's why you have that protective, like, yeah. invisible box, so that when the ball is snapped, you can do whatever you want. But previous to the ball being snapped. You cannot be closer than three yards from the line of scrimmage as a linebacker. Oh shit! More rules. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, I think that just has to be because you're trying to minimize the amount of pressure on the quarterback. And giving the quarterback a little time. With all those rules, like you said, why wasn't there more passing? You got like a shitload of time to get those. Passes well, like they off. they they threw a lot of passes. All the teams threw passes, but. Uh, the quarterbacks seemed to be chased pretty often. I mean, the pressure was coming through. Um, maybe not every time, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I looked at that and thought, man, if you have a quarterback that can sling the ball, yeah, you have an enormous advantage. Yeah. If that would have been you back there, this Hail Mary is all night long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. Because the defensive backs, you know, they – well, it's – typical like when we started at nine man yeah you're gonna put your your worst tacklers yeah. out at cornerback most of the time yeah. because that, that's the position where you feel like they can do the least Except amount of harm here. to the team <laughs> yeah but i think that's how it was too is that a lot of teams are, are doing that they're putting some of their newer girls at the cornerback or safety position just so it's the same in soccer yeah where do you put them in the wings no you put them at right back or left back Oh, if you, if you, well, <laughs> I think we talked about that before because I had to play center defense yeah. all through high school. I played right back. So. I, was, I was always saving my left and right yeah. back. <laughs> oh. no, of course, it made me look way better. Yeah, of course. It's kind of like fake it to make it again. Yeah. Uh, another but, issue that the girls had, and every team had this issue, it seemed like, centers snapping the ball way over the quarterback's head. Oh, uh, I think that trolls relation is like key. You have to have a good relation between the center and the quarterback. Yeah, and trolls center, you know, she was she had the speed on the ball. Yeah. And if it's on target, man, it is a picture perfect snap. But too high? Yeah. And it's through the back of the end zone. Yeah. And when you consider when you have to start your drive on your own 5-yard line, yeah. uh, you better have your snap under control <laughs> there was a ton of safeties that came. 
you know, I felt bad for Hidenalta because the first time she went in there at quarterback and she was nervous about these snaps the whole yeah. time because this girl's just rocketing the, the snaps at her. And, and we're, you know, we're trying to get her to slow down the speed of the snap. And she said, hey, I don't have as much control if I slow it down. And uh, okay, that's fine. You know, you're the center. You, you got to do what you feel is best. Yeah. But first snap. Boom, hits, uh, hits Renalta right in the head, bounces over, safety. Yeah. Oof. Rough. No. And then did second. Did they work on it like previously? Yeah, they did. But it's still, I mean, I, I, mean, I felt it when, when Peter comes in and snaps sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten a lot better at it. But when he sends those rockets, it's great if it hits your hand. But a little too <laughs> high, a little too low, and it's, you're screwed. Little too, if you don't wear your jock strap, you're not getting any kids. Yeah, so I started thinking, well, what do we do? I mean, do we, when we make our own seven, seven man playbook for the women's team, do we go from under center? None of the teams did. I don't think I saw a single snap that was it's, taken from under center. It'll take the issue of the s- snaps away, probably. And if you have those seconds delay, like you're talking about, you get more time. I don't see why not. No, then you, no, you could definitely the, do it. It's the footwork of the quarterback that's key at that moment. Hmm. You gotta have those quick feet to get. Yeah, and you might want to bring in a tight end or something to try to again yeah, widen, widen it, it up a little bit, add another blocker on the line, buy yourself some more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trolls, they had a they had a trap play when we went through that playbook. We looked at it on Tuesday, and then we yeah. tried it a little bit on Friday, and. Uh, uh, their guards did a great job of trapping. Oh, great job. They're good? Well, yeah, 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 they did a fine job. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they were bad because they're not by any means. But, uh, you know, trap blocks can be tough. Yeah. And when that play hits well, it's it's and, big time. Yeah, it's always big time when you get those traps, like, mm-hmm. to work the way you want them to. And it was cool how they had it written up, too, where it's, it's a zone read. Yeah. So you're reading that defensive end that's over the guard that's going to be pulling. Yeah. So now you really make that defensive end obsolete. Yeah. Guard pulls, you get an extra blocker to the play side. Yeah. And then to the back side, the quarterback can still pull it and run. So. And if you've got a smart running back who could utilize that extra blocker, you get, let's say, five. And with that extra blocker, you could get seven, eight, even all the way to the house. I think that was actually one of the plays that Aurora scored on. Um, I think it was. It was like, it was like fourth down. In that second game against the Tomahawks, it's like fourth down, and they're backed up still at their own five-yard line, and um, you got to get to you got to get ten yards to yeah. to get your new first. And uh, she took it to the house on that play, <laughs> and it was funny because God, I hope we see the video of this because as I'm watching it in real time, the quarterback sells her fake so well. I don't know who has the ball <laughs> <laughs> and nobody on their defense knew who had the ball either. Cause you get defensive players that are just kind of, they've completely frozen. Yeah. They're looking for the ball carrier and Aurora has made herself so low. It's like the, it's like the hide the midget play. She's <laughs> hiding behind this wall of her blockers. I didn't even see her. And then all of a sudden you just see her poof, pop right out to the house, man. I mean, and she's fast as well. Yeah. Yeah. She is fast. I mean, it's not like she was the fastest player out there, but, um, no, but she's got, she's got the speed and she's got the force and she's not afraid. So like many of the running backs will start to like fade off the route if there comes, if you see Tour Kampe coming down on you, you fade off. Mm. She wouldn't even do that. 
No, I'm going truck steak. Yeah, yeah, she she showed some moves. She was doing spin moves and not a lot of jukes, but just hard running, keeping the legs turning and spin when you have to. That was good. Uh, (laughs) Regina, she, um, oh, what was that? That Facebook, did you hear it through your headphones too? Yes. Travis, dinner's ready. Uh, Is it Paul? (laughs) God, he's always answering my Facebook messages so late. I sent him a I sent him a message at ten fifteen this morning <laughs> to ask if I could use the laundry machines at the school to wash yeah. my clothes because again here we are another week <laughs> goddamn washing machine in the apartment complex is still broken <laughs> you know and I have a mountain of laundry <laughs> so here I am at Sheba doing it but anyways I asked Paul and I even talked to him on the phone I sent that message first of all at ten fifteen this morning yeah. I talked to him on the phone like uh, two hours ago. He knows where I'm at. He knows that I've asked about the laundry machine. Why is he now answering at 512 the Facebook message? He's Paul. He's loud. <laughs> I think he thinks it's, <laughs> thinks it's funny. Just, he's just got to be a completionist. He's like, oh, oh, I see a notification. I better, better answer that. Sitting at home just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, Regina, that's what I was going to say. She played D-line. Okay. And... Um, yeah, really tentative in the first game. Um, not so sure about really who she's supposed to tackle. No. There was a couple times where she's like standing right next to the quarterback as the quarterback's in yeah. position. And I think it was because when we were doing our seven-on-seven seven type stuff and yeah. in practice, we're not hitting the quarterback. Right. So she just stood there a couple right. times. And it's like, hey, you know, you can tackle that girl. <laughs> and then there was another time where uh, – uh, the girl from Haugesund runs into the end zone, scores, but keeps running. So even the, the ball carrier didn't think that she had scored. You know, the play is blown dead as soon as she scores, but this ball carrier is still running. One trolls girl comes in and finishes the tackle. Yeah. And in comes Regina. It seemed like 10 seconds after. Boom! Right on top of her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was like the latest late hit I've ever seen. Flockeron was like, hey, man, you got to tell the number 58. Uh, she can't hit that late. I was like, yeah, you yeah, tell her. I'll, I'll tell her. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to be too worried about. And no, but she finished the tackle. Yeah, That's absolutely. Good. And I think she actually did have a sack in the second game. Hey. Um, but I could see that the way that we had been practicing for our seven-on-seven passing tournament yeah. really uh, messed her up a little bit because in, even in that second game, um, you know, quarterback drops back. And the defensive, it's a, what was it? Was it a run play? No, it was a passing play. That's right. Quarterback drops back and the defense, no, she was playing defensive end. So the guard starts to like do like a waggle pass. So she pulls and becomes like a lead blocker for the quarterback. Uh, It again, it just follows the guard, you know, as if it's a pass play and she didn't want the guard to get the ball. Yeah. So you can see how these are things that I overlook as a coach that when we're practicing seven-on-seven passing rules, you know, you don't think that that's going to affect play for when you're doing tackle rules. And then when I see this stuff happening, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's my fault. Yeah. I have not prepared you well (laughs) enough, you know. No, but I, it was like I told the girls because even my wife got a little pissed off because in that chat group on Facebook, coming up to Saturday, like Friday night, Bling, ling, 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 all night. Which chat group? 
No, they have their own chat group. Oh, yeah, okay. At one moment, I just told them to stress out. Stop stressing. Oh, they're stressing? It's just a camp. Yeah. Don't worry about positions and everything. Just find what feels right for you guys. Go there with the tools you have at this moment. Do the best you can. Get the feedback and we'll work off that. Yeah, and Don't I, stress about it. It's still just the game. Hmm. And yeah, well, like you said, three months between or three years. Uh, they're going to run it for three years. Uh, yeah, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, they're doing it for three years, this concept. Yeah. Um, I don't know how often they're going to be doing these tournaments. The next one is November. Okay. But it's in Haugesund. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do in the spring, uh, but I talked to Maria and, you know, I said, hey, uh, we can definitely host one of these things down yeah. here. You know, it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a, an enormous tournament like this one was. We're, we're going to get a team from Copenhagen or Sweden to come out. But, uh, you know, if, as long as you had two teams, yeah, you could run an event here. It's not yeah. a problem because we almost always have access to the field on the weekends. We have access. Locker room, We have clubhouse. everything we need. And say, how you soon is coming down? Could probably get him a place to stay as well. Oh, they can stay for free at the school. Yeah. Problem solved. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's actually pretty ideal to have it here. It's just the trip that'll cost them. Yes, get definitely. Getting down. And I still think that Maria and the league should chip in on that keep like the women with the cost yeah yeah with just to keep the woman's part of football alive in norway y- yeah because every player wants to play that's why we practice i think you can get a i think you can get a lot of new women's teams too it should be a lot easier for clubs to say all right well maybe we should consider having a women's team yeah because that threshold to entry is is so low now because you don't need the full nine-man team you're not going to be playing a full series it's just hey participate in these camps you know if you only got two players send them we'll mix them up into the teams yeah you know do it like how they do the u13 jamborees where yeah you're not coming with your it's not going to be like just eidsvoll against just vikings no you know you mix them all up and it's kind of like a fun notion of things as well Uh, like Save for the men's, make like a fun thing like the seven on seven we have, just all mixed teams. That would be a cool notion, but you got to look at parameters around it. But that would be awesome. I think they were even considering uh, possibly doing this type of setup for for men's teams with the incentive, with the the goal to be to get new teams to start. Yeah. So, you know, let's say, for example, Alshim wants yeah, to start yeah. up again, you know, and they got five dudes, a group of five friends that are interested. Yeah. You only got to recruit a couple of other guys, and then you can at least go play, you know, these little tournaments. Yeah, for our part, we probably could send, like, a de- development team to those tournaments just to get teams to participate. Yeah, we could. Not send our starting boys but send the new ones and the youngest ones i might actually consider about adding this into our practice the week i after i get back from this national team tournament yeah doing this 
at the end of practice, seven on seven concept with with full tackling. Yeah, short and, field. And the everything. numbers we have at practice now, we probably could manage three teams. Yeah, yeah, you that could be like, fun. You look like a ghost out there on Friday when I was late for practice. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, let's talk about that. Holy smokes. <laughs> I mean, we had we had so many people at practice. Yeah, I which saw is it. is great, and we had so many new players that showed up, and it's the first day with pads yeah and uh you know me dude i'm a stickler for sticking to the schedule yeah i mean i have it down to the minutes so uh when we're not starting warm-ups until 15 minutes has passed dude that was (laughs) that was awful for me that that's kind of like the offensive point of things you you're kind of rigid with your rules and you're strict like you have your assignment defense is not like that we're the gambling type Mm -hmm. When I call a play, that's what I hope they'll do. Yeah, when you're you call a play, reacting. you're like, "This is you got to do this, 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 and this." The only guy on uh, really an offensive side of things is the running back. He's allowed to not go into data hole, but cut to the next one. That's about it. Kind of, yeah. That's the variable you have, and on defense, it's all variables. Yeah. But when I pulled up on Friday. And I saw all those people and you running around like... Well, it, it wouldn't have been so bad if like some of our other leaders on the team had been there. Now, Carl came. Carl was originally late, but since we were also so late to start practice, it turned out he was right on time. <laughs> you know, and, and he did a good job of, of getting the O-line going. And thank God he showed up because this was one of the only practices that Paul wasn't here. Yeah. He had to go to some sort of show. His wife bought tickets for some... I don't know if it was stand-up comedy or what it was, but so he couldn't come. It was something. And, you know, that was fine. Sometimes you got to do that. But uh, I was at least expecting that, you know, other players, PJ or Yuke. I mean, I knew he wasn't going to be there because he was hunting with Lindahl in Sweden. PJ has the surgery. Dude, there was like no veteran players there. Yeah. And I'm looking around. <laughs> We're doing warm-ups, right? And you had told me you're going to be 20 minutes late to practice. So <laughs> the guys are doing the warm-ups. They're running through their lines and everything. And, and I start walking in between the lines. And I'm looking at them, trying to see, are there any <laughs> defensive players here right now? Not a single one. Because no. I was thinking, well, maybe they could at least take everybody through some defensive drills because yeah. that's what I had planned on doing at first. And nope. <laughs> so on the fly, I had to just start – Mixing and matching drills, and I, it worked. I think everybody had a good time, except for me. <laughs> I'm glad you came eventually, though, but it was just the worst part was, you know, you said you're going to be 20 minutes late. 20 minutes had passed. Yeah. 25, <laughs> 30, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Here we are, 50 minutes in, and here's your little van pulling up, and I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have your ass for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, It was awesome just looking at you with you have this vein in your forehead when you get stressed. (laughs) That guy, it looked like it was popping out. (laughs) The whole time, I just kept looking at the parking lot like, is his car here yet? Is his car here? When I I stopped the car and looked at all those people, I was like, ooh, Travis is going to be pissed. (laughs) Uh, One of the things, though, that went surprisingly well was um, we had so many offensive linemen. Yeah. So many. And had two tight ends, which is great too, uh, because we're trying to install that down counter, which yeah. you got to run it from a tight end set, and you're going to get your tackle and your tight end to be pulling. And and 
that can be a pretty confusing play for the backfield with all the misdirection, but I set up two stations for it. And yeah. You were there at that point. Yeah. That was going pretty damn well. Yeah, it was going quite fast, except on my side, you had one tight end. He didn't get a break. Oh, the same on my side, though. Uh, <laughs> oh, they were gassed. <laughs> yeah, it man. was beautiful. They were doing every single rep, but uh, they probably one, one way to get conditioning. <laughs> they probably tasted blood. At I'm the sure. End. I, could, I could see it after a while. I started to... I had to force him to take breaks so I could do like some coaching points, but <laughs> the coaching points were really just so that they could take a little breather. Breathe. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of like the notion that we've got in from former seasons that now everybody has the mindset of getting those reps in. Yeah. Like Derek told us in the camps, it's vitamin R. Just make them run, make them run. Nobody stops. And when the first set goes second set is on point at that moment it's just like snap 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 well, i just got a notification here uh Trulis's dad posted in the players group yeah. did you see it no i didn't yeah i've turned off the vikings u19 just beat trolls Ooh. 31 to 14 ouch yeah <laughs> that's good i mean dude i think trolls are five years running u19 national champs no. I think it's five years okay. in a row that they've won. So this is pretty big. Yes, but that mean, that's the end of their season, right? They have the final when we're going on. Uh, yeah. Is that the first weekend in uh, Ooh, November? Yeah. yeah, wasn't it second to the... I just put it in my calendar. Let me take a look here. I'm almost positive it's that first weekend in November. That's when the coaches clinic is? Yeah, I'm kind of sure it was that Thursday. yeah it is yeah no november 2nd through the 4th and then there's a week break so the week after that there's nothing going on and then the week after that that's the leader meeting yeah that paul and i would go to that's not my thing oh it's uh i like going because i like to just see all the other familiar faces yeah, in american football and talk to them but Start a, a lot of the stuff is the it's same kind of boring for me. Same shit every time. Uh, the first year I went on that Saturday night, Michigan yeah. was playing against, I can't remember, I think they're playing against Wisconsin. Pretty big game. Yeah. So I just streamed that. So I was sitting in the back of the classroom just watching the Michigan game as they're going on with their, their talk up there up front. In the first coach's uh, clinic that I went to with you, you just sat there because I was with a computer. You were taking pad. notes. Yeah. I was just enjoying myself. <laughs> it was Nikolai, the Vikings coach, who said, oh, Travis, you bring your own secretary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Did you see who the guests are going to be? It was Derek and Nikolai and one more undisclosed, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah and I think, I think it is for the coaches clinic, they're going to bring this dude, young kid who is the, he's the coach of this Swedish youth team called the tabby flyers. Okay. He spoke at the, the leader meeting last year. He's a really good speaker. And when it comes to uh, talking about youth levels of American football, yeah, man, he's, he's got some really good ideas. He was the guy that was talking about how, at their practices, they would have once a week 15, 20 minutes where uh, the coaches would give like a, a topic. 
let's say for example the topic would be i, I don't know you know what it takes to be a man okay. something that has nothing to do with football no. more like a life skill something like that yeah. and uh the players would all get into small groups and they would just discuss that and apparently uh, some of these players when they finished that program or finished playing for that team uh, they came back to the coach and said coach that was the best part of everything we did yeah. was those little meetings where we were just talking about everything other than football. So it was pretty cool to like, you're just teaching the, these kids life skills. Yeah. Why not? It's like, uh, I have a background from teaching or coaching soccer. And it's like, I say to the parents at that point, it's the coaches of a young boy playing soccer. I'm one of the most important persons in his life. So you have a lot of, I don't know what you mean a lot to young kids, boys and girls, because they listen to their coach. And that demands something of you. I've got got to try to make them better people and give them good skills running along in life. Because, yeah, well, life's hard. Yeah, I would like to, um, I would like to try to, yeah, you're not Repli- enjoying I got your a fly right around me, but uh, <laughs> I would like to to replicate that if and when we we ever get a youth team going. You could, I think it's a great idea. You could still do it with the guys as well. Yeah, there's nothing that says I couldn't. Um, you know, but it's just like would be the when it comes to you, you little kids. It's like I definitely have more life experience than a 12 year old, but it's going to be weird for me to tell you know guys that are older than me. You know, about life skills. <laughs> it's almost like... Of course, of course. Who am I to say anything? Then the angle should be more reflections. Yeah. Like... Well, yeah, we, that's true. We it, have it, young guys. We have old guys. We have the guys in between. Everybody can learn from everybody. Uh, did I tell you about that? Um, I was listening to this audio book where they were talking about uh, this coach from the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich. I've heard so you mention The Spurs the are a NBA team. Yeah. Mm. Um, apparently he is like the most beloved coach that any NBA player has ever played for. So the guys that have been lucky enough to, to be on one of his teams, they're like, dude, he is hands down the best coach I've ever played for. Okay. And apparently one of the things they love about it is at practice, sometimes he'll just say, nah, we're not practicing today. We're going to go in the film room. And they think, okay, we're going to watch film. Well, no, they would do something like, hey, uh, guys, we just had a like another – police shooting in the u.s let's talk about this what how do we feel about this you know? ah. so it's like we're going to talk about things that are much more important than basketball on, yeah you know talking about what's happening in real life and i think that they enjoyed that because it kind of grounded them they realized that yeah we're out here making millions of dollars playing basketball yeah but this is just a fun like yeah you know it's a fun activity You're getting paid this is not life and death hobby yeah yeah and while on the streets people are getting shot mm-hmm. it's kind of way to keep the players humble yeah i know a lot of soccer stars who could learn from popovich mm-hmm. oh, i think that stuff is fascinating though anyways uh what do we got going on in the upcoming week i'll be gone going to well start tomorrow tuesday wednesday we're going to be at Valhall for the national team yeah installing that team getting them to learn their playbooks and get ready for the tournament this this weekend which is in 
Kristianstad in Sweden? Probably. I, I believe it is. Yeah. I, yes, I'm almost positive that's what it's called. And that. That is a town in Sweden, right? Kristianstad? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Jimmy or something. I, I think, isn't it in the south? You don't know anything. Yes. All right. I know across the board, the border, there's cheap bacon and cheap beer. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't uh, need I, to I'm go pretty sure we're not going to Nordby. No, okay. Then you got me. Yeah, okay. So then we <laughs> we travel on Thursday by bus to, to wherever we're going in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> wherever it is. I'm just along for the ride, in man. Sweden. I'm not driving Let, there. Let's just keep it there. It's in Sweden. Yes. And probably. I don't know if they play on Friday. I actually think Friday is another like practice day. Yeah. And then I think the tournament starts on Saturday and Sunday. We come home on Sunday and... We're home super late. Yeah. So you and Paul, you got practice for the upcoming week. Yeah. And I've got it all planned out. I'll show you that when uh, we wrap this up here. But Yeah. And I'm going to have one of the guys maybe take that Sunday practice and bring some of my notions in there, but making that defensive playbook. Cause for I'm for going, seven man? I'm going to see NFL this weekend like Dennis is this weekend. Oh, that's where he is. Yeah, he's oh, okay. at Wembley. Yeah. I didn't know where he was. I saw the snap that he sent. Of yeah, the you saw the pictures I sent you. Yeah, with the, the tickets? Yeah. 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 So that's this Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if Yuki wants to open up the box on Sunday. He could. I think he's back by then. Should be. Yeah. Lindholm has just shot him. He should be good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I told Marielle about that yesterday. <laughs> she said, wait, Lindholm went with him hunting? <laughs> I said, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine they're going to get anything because Lindholm won't be able to keep quiet for long <laughs> enough. Uh, Moose is going to be able to hear him from miles away. I would like to see Yuki and Seam go hunting together. Why those two? No, they would leave the gun and wrestle the moose <laughs> or deer. I will get you. Lay down. <laughs> the two beasts, man. Yeah, they'll probably chase him through the woods. All right, brother. Let's yeah. uh, let's wrap this thing up. I uh, I gotta go downstairs and get my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sneak out of here without anybody knowing that I did it. And we got more cake, so. Yeah. Okay. We'll eat some cake too. All right, uh, next episode is going to be about the uh, the national team, yep. but that's a good point. <sighs> Since we're coming home so so damn late on Sunday, you know, there's not going to be an episode released on Sunday. No. I'll see if I have time to record it in the week. Otherwise, it's going to be in two Sundays. That's when you're going to get this one. Ooh, late call. You heard it first here. That's right. Yes. All right, everybody. Stay tuned and, uh, yeah. Let's get the women team recruited for. So yes. if we know anybody that's interested in joining, just hop on. Come on down. Mm -hmm. We're ready to roll. All right. Until next time. See ya. Peace.